Hello, my scratchy suppositories. This is your Eminem anima host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his cuddly colonoscopy cast to be where the hairy mango. Today's story is all about taking your trivial obsessions a bit too far. If you're scrolling fanfiction late into the night about buying your favorite DeFazio a non-alcoholic beverage, you might title your masterpiece Laverne and Shirley Temple. Laverne and Shirley Temple by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Being the first of the English colonies in America that was truly founded on religious tolerance, Rhode Island was the place to go if you wanted to get your religion recognized. You'd park your belief system on Church Street in Providence and someone would eventually walk by and say, Hey, I recognize that religion. We were in that pottery class together. You know, the one I joined when Gina left me for that guy who had joined the pottery class? At which point the religion in question would turn its head away quickly and act like it hadn't heard anything while mouthing the words, oh my god, to its best friend. It was in just such a climate that Paul and Benny created their religion, Laverne and Shirleyism, all one word. If it weren't for the enlightened philosophical descendants of Roger Williams, that particular theological construct wouldn't have worked there at all. But Paul and Benny had been thrown out of the Holy Land of Milwaukee by Wisconsin's strict set of religious laws. Vern and Shirles, as they were known, believed in bringing the Milwaukee to Muhammad, which explained why the upstart cult attracted so many converts from Islam. The Verns, whose name kept becoming shorter as the narrator realized what he had gotten himself into, laid out a trail of Cheetos and PBRs halfway across the northern latitudes of the United States. And Milwaukee took the bait, inching its way east over the course of the next few decades. The Temple of Laverne and Shirley, all six words, was a lot more fun than those other holy places. Instead of wine, the folks there would drink shots beer, and they weren't even receiving the Eucharist. Holy water was kept in pizza bowls, which made it rather greasy. Temple members prayed to the big ragu and sang hymns like rags to riches while wearing golden gloves. The religion culted along admirably until Milwaukee finally made it to Rhode Island, settling its big brewer ass down all over poor little Cranston, which I think is where cranberries come from. Or maybe Cranston berries. Whichever is more poisonous. Anyway, when that momentous whatever it was happened, Laverne and Shirleyism exploded, and its followers launched a holy war that would drown the world in milk and Pepsi. Their choirs carried the holy squig tones across the sea, and fanatics would shave cursive uppercase L's into the chest hair of non-believers. Yes, even the female non-believers. For the first time in history, little old ants were moving rubber tree plants. They didn't even want to, poor things. They made all our dreams come true for me and you. Because those rubber tree plants were blocking the view from the patio. And ants were cheaper than moving men. This is why during the summer, in the carnal pits at the center of every town, we used to strip down and perform the sacred fertility rites of Vodio Dodo. And on Babish Eve, we stuffed our faces with Haas and Pfeffer and Bosco. I feel like I'm reading someone else's Mad Libs here. Things were going swimmingly, until, for some ungodly reason, Milwaukee got up and moved to Burbank. Then everything fell to shit. Half the followers got pregnant and left. After that, the women left too. Many people were upset at that point, but the rubber tree plants were unmoved. If this story rolled down your Angora Debs, you can cap it and other half-empty bottles at the web city of the Boo Boo Kitty, BeWareTheHairyMango.com. Squeeze uncomfortably into the comments for this post, or Paul email me and we'll drink beers with the girl at Matthew at BeWareTheHairyMango.com, or whine about our thumbs being cut off at BeWareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we've gotten ourselves into body temperature water, the SF and SF signal stands for Salivary Fan, the device that blows your spit over the greatest range possible. Water your lawn. Water my lawn. Comes with special PP attachment. The Twitter 
Twitter on the street is you're going to get beaten up and have your phone stolen from you if you're looking at Twitter on the street. Unless you're looking at my perplexing feed at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. No one's going to steal your phone if they see it's been tainted by me. They'll still beat you up, though. Maybe worse than before, actually. Sorry. I'm trying to spend less time on Facebook, and therefore you should spend more time there so as to balance the cosmic scales. While you're there, like Beware the Harry Mangos Facebook page. I don't mean hit the like button. I'm demanding that you feel good about it. Oh, relax. If I had that ability, I'd have a girlfriend, right? At the time this goes out, you've only got two more days, December 30th and 31st, to click on the Get the Mango button at BewareTheHarryMango.com and subscribe for one month to Beware the Elitist Mango. I'm done there, folks. That show's over and you won't have the opportunity to get those 49 Mango episodes you've never heard for four bucks again. Don't even wait till the end of this show. We both know what your attention span is like. Pull your car over, pause this podcast, subscribe to the show, download those episodes, love me even more than you ever thought possible. This podcast wriggles seductively through the earth like a sexy worm enriching the soil of your mind. Or wait, maybe of the earth again. I keep slipping in and out of metaphors like a quick change artist at the Yacht Show on Gaty Prime where the handbags are all made of straw hats and black licorice and fire comes out of every Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until the boogeyman dries up and finds himself stuck to the underside of your bed, this will be the magically delicious Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you people with pie-in-the-sky ideas obviously don't like eating pie. Good night.